0: Hello, and welcome into season two on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Caleb McCall. Tune in for Kingdom Conversations with Kingdom People and where we talk everything, recovery and the church. Hello, and welcome into the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I am your host, Pastor Caleb McCall. And let me tell you, folks, do we have a treat for you today? We have the man, the myth, the legend uh pastor Aaron Crab <laughs> with us today. This this man has the voice of an angel. He preaches like <laughs> TD Jakes and he's <laughs> prophetic like Elijah, man. I mean, mm-hmm. this, this guy's the full package. Uh we're blessed to have you pastor Aaron. Thank you so much for coming on with me today.
1: Pastor Caleb, it's an honor to be with you. Excited about all of the things that's that's happening in your ministry and the growth and what god is doing and and everything that you you've been sharing with me it's exciting to see uh the next in your life and and who who knows what's going to happen in the, in the next few steps the, the turn of the year man i believe it's going to be awesome
0: come on man thank you for that thank you for that so pastor aaron as we get this thing rolling man why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself maybe the few that might not know you, the crazies that don't know you, the crazies that might not have listened to you and your family uh, take us to the throne room over the years in gospel music, and now with your ministry and preaching. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, brother?
1: Well, you know, I, I started years ago uh, with my family. Um, actually, going back a little bit further than that, I grew up in the church. Uh, my dad was a pastor of the the organization, the Church of God organization. Uh, we changed several locations. Um, through the Kentucky area mainly um, but I remember even you know back in those days being involved in such tangible moments of God's presence uh in in the services my my dad wow. when he would when he would preach I noticed the change when the anointing would come upon him uh, there was a uh, recognizable change mm-hmm. in his defense. And, and when that unction came upon him, even at his, as a young age, I was uh, intrigued by the power of God, the fire mm. of God. Uh, when it would happen, I, I noticed it. And when he would preach the word, uh, there was something in me that would stir. Even back then, before I knew what anything really was, there was mm. something stirring me. I recognized the, uh, the word was not just. Uh, something that was a letter but it was it did have power to it wow, even yeah. I noticed that there was power to what was being said and what was especially when the unction came upon him and so back then I remember just being intrigued it's like you know it's like that that same when when the, the fire is intriguing hmm. there's something about it that, that that just pulls you in and and I remember being in those services and seeing God move, and and I could not wait
0: hmm.
1: for the altar services. I couldn't wait to see what God was going to do in the lives of the people after the word had been declared. Yeah. And there was a man that used to come to our Oak Grove Church of God in a little town called Beaver Dam, Kentucky. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a place you blink your eyes and you've been you through it.
0: Through it, yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it's a small little place, but uh, that church, man, I remember God moving in so Mm. many incredible ways. I, I, you know, I could sit here and talk all day about, there's a lady, um, that, that I used to think her name was Joy, but before I recognized her as that, she would come in, she had, uh, a spirit of depression, oppression over her Mm. gloom. And, uh, she would come in time and service after service and time and time again. And, um, you just felt like, man, you knew that, that she needed the joy of the Lord in her life.
0: Mm.
1: And one service, uh, the power of God hit her that mm. it was at the end of the service, just to make the long short, mm. the power of God hit her. And when, when it did, she began to laugh uncontrollably in the Holy spirit. Wow! Such wow. laughed laughter, man, the joy of the Lord just covered her and wow. that, her gift from that moment forward. Like every time she would, uh, you know, the Lord would touch her life. She began to laugh and it would just, it would like release something to the atmosphere. Mm. Uh, You could literally uh, see in the spirit chains falling off of people. When she began to laugh, there would be something that would stir in the atmosphere and God would begin to move mightily. Mm. And so, just you know, I called her joy from, from that day forward. You know, Mm. I just, her name was joy to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, she, you know, from, from those experiences and the, the evangelist that would come in, his name was Jay Boyd. And every time he come in, it was like, there was this expectation, um, you know, for what God was going to do. And uh, he, he kind of appealed more to the younger generation. Um, he had that, he had that anointing that reached uh, the mm-hmm. younger crowd. And so he was preaching one night. I think I was, I mean, I was probably five, or six years old, maybe young. And um, he was preaching one night. And I remember the conviction power of the Holy Ghost got a hold of me. And I went down and given had given my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. after I had given my heart to the Lord, you know, and, and began to develop a relationship, obviously, as I Begin to get older. Um, you know, I, I just I always had a desire for the depths mm-hmm. more of who he was. And when the Holy Spirit would move, man, I wanted to be right in the middle of the movement.
0: Mm-hmm. Come <laughs> on,
1: wanted, man. I wanted the, the gift, I wanted that <laughs> initial gift. You know, yes. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to be slain in the spirit. Put the oil on, on me. <laughs> so I, I, I wanted all of yes. it, yes, yes. Uh, you know, and then you know, we grew and and you know, to make the long story short, there's so many things that happened in our family. Um, you know, my father, who was the pastor, uh, I'm going to try to skim through this quickly because there's a lot. Sure. Sure. Uh, you know, there was some things that happened. The enemy came came into our and divided our family. My mother and father uh, got a divorce. And, you know, the things that were stable in my life, mm. it did changed everything began to change life and what i what i knew was something that was solid now was shakable and it it seemed broken and it it didn't i didn't know if the pieces would ever be put back together and um you know my my mother she was devastated um we were living with her and and trying to make ends meet and Mm -hmm. and I, i went back this um thanksgiving Into my hometown and just kind of reminisced and went to some of the houses that we grew up in and Mm. and just this of the goodness of God, man. I back to some of those places and just, I mean, you can look at it and go, man. Had it not been for the Lord on our side, where man, how would we've made it this far? Come on, come Uh, on. But you know what the enemy meant for harm, the Lord began to turn it. You know, yeah. Um, my, my father, you know, he became in that moment because he had fallen and became an alcoholic used, you know, the, the once, uh, declare of the truth and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ because of, um, you know, infidelity in his life, he, you know, the, the, there was a lot of persecution, obviously. Right. Right. And, you know, he was kicked out of things and, and. So he ran. Mm-hmm. He ran the Lord. He turned completely the opposite direction. I'd never seen him like that before.
0: Right, right. You know,
1: everything looked different in our in our life, but you know, he he came to a point to make the long short. He came to a point where he had given his life back to the Lord uh in a car wash.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he had a car wash business and um he was cleaning cars and he uh, one day it was raining the cars wouldn't coming in and he had, hadn't talked to the Lord in a long time. Mm. And he had given his heart back to the Lord. In come that, on. He said, he told the Lord, he said, if you still hear me, he said, you know, wow. I, I desire you back into my life. I can't, you know, live without you. Please forgive
0: mm. me. Yeah, yeah.
1: And a lot of the songs, please forgive me. Please come down to me. All of those songs that our family have sung over the years come from that experience and god met him there and he he began to break and begin to cry. The, the conviction you know came into that car wash and and he turned his life back over to the lord and everything began to change in that moment in his life my mom began to get back on her feet so on both sides you know there was that stability mom always kept us in church and you know the foundation was always there for us, but life looked a whole lot different, you know, mm. for a while. Yeah. But but God began to turn things around. My my you know my father um, remarried, and um, and you know years later, uh, actually developed a ministry for broken people, and it was called. There was a church that he began to develop. It was Grace Chapel was the name of the church. And there were many people that would come in from all walks of life. Man, I could tell you mm-hmm. all kinds of stories about that season, but mm-hmm. uh, due to time, I can't tell you the whole thing. Sure,
0: sure. <laughs>
1: but, but he, um, you know, when he turned his life over to the Lord, things began to change and God used him mightily in that season and in that church. And, and, you know, um, to be honest, the Crab family and music and writing and all that stuff, was developed out of that season, Mm, that mm. ministry, um, seeing what God was doing. And, and they begin to, my dad, my sister, my older brother, and my stepmother at that time began to travel. And they, they traveled and sang on the weekends and would come in on Sunday and have service there at Grace Chapel. Mm. And, you know, we were there and part of that, but we were, my, my twin brother and myself were heavily involved in sports. And so we had things that we were doing and we were all called at different times. You know, we, we, we knew when God was calling us into the ministry, so to speak. I was 17 years old, uh, when I began to, um, pick up the bass guitar and they needed a, they needed a bass guitarist at at the time. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I vaguely played, was learning how to play and, went out a couple of weekends with them and to make a long story short, developed an interest to play and yeah, yeah. was very happy playing the bass guitar and content with being in the background and, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. and rolling up the chords and you know, <laughs> doing the things yeah. that needed to be done. Uh, so I, I, I started to feel the pull for ministry on the road Um during that season of Grace Chapel and 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 it got to a place where we were conducting uh concerts and having singing groups in on the weekends and it just began to be bigger than that and it grew and mm-hmm. songs were written out of life experiences. And so that's how the the Crab family was kind of birthed out of brokenness and restoration. Wow, come on. Yeah. You know, you're talking about your ministry and recovery. I mean that's you know, sometimes I think people think they they can go so far that God can't reach them or yeah. they can get yeah. um, so bound that that that, that 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 binding of the enemy cannot be broken. Mm. But the truth of the matter is God's grace is sufficient. That's right. You know, his mercies are new every morning. And I think the lie of the enemy, the trick of the enemy is to tell, especially people of callings and giftings that have been utilized, ran
0: mm-hmm.
1: from those places and allowed sin to come in, that they can never be what they were, you mm-hmm. know, or they can never reach the level in God where they used to be. But that is such a trick and lie of the enemy. Right. And right. our faith is a, uh, is a uh, picture of God's redemptive hand and His... Uh, restoration and you mm. know of course life ain't been perfect since then we've been right. through many sure. struggles right. and since then but uh, that's really how uh, the Craft family was birthed and all of those songs came from our life experiences mm. you know mm-hmm. through the fire is I remember many nights singing that song going through the fire you
0: know, Yeah, know yeah. going
1: through, through situations and struggles but uh, there was always, for me, a desire for more,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know. And when my my wife, when her and I, when she began to uh, desire deeper, and of course, her testimony is a whole nother story that's just, yeah, unbelievable. we'll, yeah, we'll sure have to have
0: her time. on the show sometime after. Yeah. yeah, get her on.
1: But that when she. Just to make the long short, when she got filled with the Holy spirit, Spirit, um, our house completely transitioned, turned upside down. Um, two years into our marriage, she got filled with the Holy Spirit, and we wow. began to pray together. Uh, we began to—there uh, were nights I remember laying on the floor praying and and literally feeling like, you know, the, the floor was shaking. I mean, wow. hell was shaking.
0: You know,
1: Come on, yeah. But we realize the power of of praying together as a couple. There's there's nothing greater than that experience of that agreement in your house and in your home. Mm-hmm. And when we begin on spiritually, uh, gosh, God begin to open our eyes to things that we never thought, ask or imagine. <laughs> I mean, we're, today yeah. is the um. Revelation of those moments of what God was releasing in, in 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 those earlier stages of our life, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Come on, man. So you grow up in church in the Church of God. This, you know, uh, what the enemy tried to take out your family with is actually the thing that God uses to catapult y'all into this ministry of gospel music and singing. Cause this, I mean, this thing just really blew up, uh, yeah. you know, with yeah. the crab family and and everything that y'all were, were doing and accomplishing, uh, you and Amanda meet, you get married. Uh, right. And then a couple years later, uh, you know, she gets baptized in the Holy ghost. Come on. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously turning into this, uh, power couple for the kingdom of God. You know, uh, we were just talking about having her on. She's a preaching machine, man. Let me tell you. And, uh, we'll, we'll have her on to all of our listeners on the show. We'll have her on soon. She's recovering, uh, from a surgery, but, uh, you know, you and Amanda working in ministry, doing all these things, you're with the crab family. Um, you obviously get off the hanging up the chords and the bass and start singing too. (laughs) So yeah. but then then the Lord speaks to you while you're out in Texas, I believe it is, and tells you that you were fixing to plant a plant of church in the Nashville area. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about how this came about and uh with restoring Hope Church?
1: Absolutely. Um just to go back a few years before that, uh, there was a gentleman who, while the crab family was traveling, we were kind of at the end of of that season of our life. Uh, all of us were figuring out you know what we were going to do and I, I don't think any of us really had in mind truly what that would look like you know we'd right. always together uh, you know our our source of strength was that bond of together mm. you know that that that, is just, that was a real um connection that the siblings had together right and, <clears throat> so the, the there was a gentleman who called me his name's uh, Brian Hudson, which Brian is a. He used to manage a lot of the old, some of the singing groups, the Martins. You might, I don't know if you'd know them or not. They're kind of an older group, but mm. back in the day, they were, they were, they kind of appealed to a younger generation, and we looked up to them. Um, but he called me, and, and this was kind of out of his character. He said you're you're getting ready to do a conference we was going to do it downtown here in nashville and there was a well-known uh, evangelist that was going to be there i'll tell you it was with pastor rod parsley come it's on
0: yeah be. yeah
1: and uh um, he told me he mm-hmm. said got a prophetic word i believe that he's going to declare over you tonight i believe that i feel like the lord has shared that with me he's going to speak over your life and it's going to be something that's going to catapult you. It's going to be a word of destiny. And so I held on to that. Well, the that weather began to worsen. Mm-hmm. There was a snowstorm that came. The conference got canceled. And I was like, well, you know, what happened there? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I called Brian and I told him, I said, hey, man, you know, the conference got canceled and he he responded back and he said, Hey, he said, you know what? God can speak directly to you. He said, go, go find your place, go find mm-hmm. your. Pr- so I began to pray. And as I was praying, Pastor Caleb, the Lord began to open up a vision to me. Mm. Vision was twofold uh, it, to make it short. Cause there's so much here. It's hard to, to right. narrow it down, but, uh, I, the first part of the vision i saw a dark pit it was it was completely blacked out uh, there was people that were hanging inside the pit with a rope uh that was inside the the pit i could see the rope but even on the sides you couldn't see the sides it was so dark but you could mm. see the people's and the people were saying help they were trying to get out of this dark hole they were trying to get out of this pit mm. And I, you know, people were walking by this pit. Nobody was doing anything. Hmm. And so I walked by and I looked down and I see these people. And so I start pulling them up. I start reaching down, pulling them out of this pit, grabbing the rope, pulling this rope out, trying to get these people out of this pit. Well, as I did that, others started to help me. And so they're starting to pull these people out of the pit. Well, as they're pulling the people out of the pit... They're dressing in like different attire with Bibles in their hands, heading to a church house. Wow. And, oh man, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what this means, but <laughs> uh, Lord, th- th- you, this is not for me, you know?
0: Yeah. And yeah. then
1: the vision shifted. And when it shifted, I, I saw myself exhorting and my wife was there with me. Mm. Uh, my oldest son was the only one one that we had at the time, but I saw my daughter as well in the vision. And wow. they were at the altars praying mm. with the people about the age that they are now. They were wow. in the altars praying. I was exhorting. I knew what it was, Pastor Caleb, but I tried to make it what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. and so when when we moved to San Antonio, getting to your you know your question now
0: sure.
1: yeah, yeah. uh when we moved to San Antonio, one of the things that I remember seeing in the vision was palm trees mm. and when we got to San Antonio, around that church was palm trees and and I'm you know, I was thinking, okay god yeah this this will be it sure, i, I yeah. they, they uh asked me to come be the worship pastor there uh was there for five years as worship pastor um saw incredible things man many uh got to do things that I'd never done before mm. uh, that incredible ministry i love pastor john Hagee. he is i love he's an incredible integral man uh enjoyed being a part of that ministry but as I was there, now mind you, I'm doing things i love you mm-hmm. know i'm I'm producing music. Uh, they built a a studio there. I was producing their music. I was producing music, uh, for a group that, that we had put together (coughs) Uh, wife and I were doing music together, all kinds of things, writing stuff, doing all the things that, that Aaron (coughs) enjoys to do, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and the, and where I had become comfortable in that, that scenario and situation. And, um, As I was there, man, the Lord just began to make me miserable. I mean, just, (laughs) you know, I would do all the things. I'd stay in the studio all day and uh, loved it, bring music home and say, hey, check this out, you know, what we worked on. and uh, But when I'd get home and I just I just miserable Mm -hmm. and nothing seemed to work out, nothing talking about. In every aspect of life you could think of, you know, Mm. even Amanda will tell you, we were kind of rocky and we'd never had any issues in our marriage. But it was just that when you know that God's pulling you and calling you to do something and you're trying to make it fit what you desire your lifestyle to be. Mm. You know, I was comfortable in the gift, but the gift and the call are two totally different things.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: You know. And so, uh, was there and I was out one day, uh, back, this mm-hmm. is about, you know, you're fine, then, The, the, about the, right, the last couple of years, I w I walked out behind my house and there was a tree that was huge in the backyard roots growing up out of the ground, the roots you could see, um, but the tree was actually dying. Mm. Thems are falling off the tree, and and I looked, and I just was so focused on the tree. I'm like, okay, God, you're trying to speak to me. I can sense in my spirit you're trying to. Mm. I'm looking at this tree for a reason, and He said, "You," He said, "You, you look, you feel like this tree, mm. That's exactly the way you feel, isn't it?" And I, yes, Lord, I feel like I'm, yeah, I feel like I'm dying, and uh, at the very bottom there was green life and leaves that were growing out of it Mm. and he said but there's still life in there Mm. and prophetic mama that was very intricate in amanda's testimony called in the very same moment wow and she said tell aaron to peel the onion back and find aaron again huh and i knew what that meant yeah you know because i had gotten you know complacent mm. uh, there uh, and just going through the motions, to be honest with you, and saying, well, this is just what life is going to be. But I knew that nothing would change until I made the move. Mm. And so it took about two years for us to, you know, I started to uh, talk to Amanda about it. Amanda was feeling the same way, and we began to pray about it, and there's so much that happened in the, that season prophetically and spiritually mm. that God confirmed, Hey, it's time to make the move.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. When I tell you it was pure faith, Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't have a rich uncle and nothing like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we,
1: we moved back home with nothing. Mm. No, business, didn't even have a house. Wow. And I'm telling you just because of, the season that we had, it was it was a rough season, but we knew when we made the move, there was just that peace inside of us that I, I can't explain it, but I just knew that it was the right thing. I knew it was the right move. I knew we were headed in the right direction.
0: Hmm. And
1: we started the church. We started Wednesday night prayers up until uh, we had pr- promoted uh, a Sunday opening, grand opening and so much had transpired there. We was renting the TBN buildings out um, to have services. Uh Miss Jan Crouch. Yeah. If yeah. y'all know who that is, but she she was very kind to us. Yeah. Allowed at least that building for really a I mean, crazy. We I, I thought, man, we're gonna stay right here. We're gonna, we're gonna build our funds, we're gonna do what we yeah, need to do. Yeah. We didn't stay there a few months.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: God began to show us the old location buildings where mm. we were prior to the last right. year. Mm-hmm. And, um, he tur- He kept turning our head toward those buildings, which is so much in that as well, because these buildings have been empty for three years. Mm. Um, doors had been shut. It smelled like death inside of it. Mm. know we just my our whole lives we've i don't know that we recognize it as much as we notice it now Mm. our whole lives have not just been uh, let's title this church restoring hope but it's a it's been a mandate
0: restoring hope man yeah that's exactly it
1: it's been a mandate for us Mm. and those buildings man we opened up gave it life again Mm. and and honestly, God has just kind of kept walking us out this path. Now those buildings are a school that we developed four years ago. Right. Right. And and it's growing and it's, you know, um, I I believe God's going to do great mighty things there on that, in that old location. Yeah. Uh, We recently moved to cross Plains, and we're continuing and seeing the big picture of all that God wants to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. So, this school now, so y'all launched the school um, back then, and now the school is in the old building, and you have the new location for the church in Cross Plains. And uh, man, uh, the, the kids that are coming to this school, the kids in their youth group, which your kids are leading the way with that, man. I mean, it's just incredible. I had the privilege and honor to uh, preach uh, beach camp with them a couple years ago with all the Pre- youth power. of our store and hope, man. It was awesome. Power. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, man, I, and I seen it in LFA, Lewisburg First Assembly, who went with us to that camp. And then, of course, the Restoring Hope Upe with uh, Pastor Payne and Shay Stockert, man, just a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, leaders, man, leading a generation. I mean, I, I, seeing those kids on fire for God operating in the gifts already. I mean, just it was it was like, man, I want to preach to these kids every week, man. I'm going to leave my church. I'm going to figure out how to preach beach camps every week. (laughs) It was just amazing. But it's a testament to what is happening at Restoring Hope Church. I mean, and just the way that y'all are training the next generation, training these kids. They're watching it. They're seeing it, what's going on in the services. I love Restoring Hope Church, too. Y'all don't put a cap on the Holy Ghost. You don't ask him to be on a shelf and sit back there and let's go with this church growth plan, you know, that says put the Holy ghost on a shelf and that'll grow your church. No, you're letting the Holy ghost grow the church. Uh, man, there's a generation of people that are, that are want to see the power and the move of God, like what they read in the scriptures, you know, uh, that, that works for a little bit when it comes to putting butts in the seats, but we see what's happened with that. We've got more people, going to church in America now than we ever have before and our country is in a downward spiral. Now hear me out, I'm not a doom and gloom guy. God's not done with America. I'm not saying any of those things, but but we have more butts in the seats in American churches than ever before in our society, our culture has just been in a downward spiral, but I'm going to tell you what's going to shift it, and I feel God all over this, man. I feel the Holy Spirit right now. It's going to take supernatural spirit-filled churches that say, we're not leaving this building until you show up, Lord. We're not going to leave this building until supernatural things break out. We're going to worship you. We're going to praise you. We're going to give you glory. We're going to give you everything. And when you do that, he shows up and great and mighty things happen. The kingdom of God is expanded. Hell is plundered. Heaven is populated. And uh, churches like Restoring Hope <laughs> get planted mm-hmm. in communities and uh, and make a difference. So that's powerful, man, powerful stuff. So um, as we kind of transition here, so we've got Restoring Hope Church. You've got the school now. God has really been taking you and Amanda as well together and even um, separately. And she's preaching at conferences. You're preaching at conferences, churches. Y'all have kind of stepped into this itinerary. Uh, preaching role and bringing revival uh to our nation through what God has put on your lives—the mantle uh, that God has put on you and Pastor uh, Amanda's lives—and so you're out on the road, y'all are preaching all over the place, and um. But I as I, you know, one of our goals on the on the podcast is to bring on the fivefold ministry—yeah, uh, pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists uh you know the apostles all of, all of the 5 ministry and you know i i want to hear from you i know you have um and we'll just combine them for the two and i'll turn you loose man and you sure you give it to us but you know you're operating in that pastoral role that shepherd role but i know you and a and pastor amanda just heavily just operate in the prophetic as well so uh pastorally and shepherdly but then also prophetically what is it that God is speaking to the capital C church right now? If if you know you had some words to give the body of Christ right now, what would that be? You know, I, I
1: believe that uh, Psalms twenty three is a is a powerful scripture. Yes. You know, that is our shepherd. We shall not want. Mm. I believe that that this is a season that that we're going to see the compassion of the shepherd as never. We're going to see uh that we're not going to have to want that he supplies all of our riches according uh, where well, he supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory, uh but that's our needs that's not mm-hmm. our wants he I believe he's going to supply some wants, some desires so of some things and leaderships that have like you said it it's seeking the kingdom first, digging mm-hmm. kingdom into the earth, building the kingdom of God into the earth, and, and I believe that this is what is being established in this day. Um, uh, my my wife, Amanda, is calling this the debt-free 23.
0: Come on! Yes! Come <laughs> on, will, Jesus!
1: This, this will be the year of Jubilee. This will be the year of debt-free 23, mm. year of supply mm. that God is going to supply the needs of His people, those who are putting Him first. Uh, those who are uh, seeking first the kingdom of God, there will be an addition. He's going to add to their seeking and their pursuit mm. after the presence of God, being the the not 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 the popularity of man, come on, but the atmosphere of God's presence, as you have already stated. Mm. Um, you know, Holy Spirit leading God us, direct us, mm. uh, whatever that you want to do, and I think that is the difference. Uh, it's going to make the difference in this hour. It's not going to be enough just to congregate together. Um, you know, the social club uh, right. atmosphere, that's not going to work anymore. Right. Uh, i will tell you what the Lord has been speaking to me prophetically. Um, and I will tell you when you're talking about the fivefold ministry that did not open up to me fully mm. until about two or three years after I started pastoring the church And I realized that, yes, uh, Amanda and I, you know, obviously we're pastors, but God began to open our eyes to um, that there was an apostolic and prophetic mantle Mm. that was here. uh, You know, and, you know, God sends to build somewhere. And there was so many things that God opened up. And what happens is, and what we've seen, Caleb, Pastor Caleb, is that, Uh, what happens is when the fire of God, the Holy ghost is moving and God sends somebody to build and establish the Mm. kingdom in an atmosphere or an area and, and things take off and and signs and wonders and miracles. And we can see, we can look in past history and see the Methodist church started out. Yeah. Holy field. You you know, we can go through time and we can see how God sent and God established and, and it was the leading of the spirit and the spirit had control because God sent that individual. Mm -hmm. But what happens is when that individual's time is, is up a lot of times, what we do is we will position uh, an administrative gift in the seat of an apostolic Mm -hmm. position. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And the next thing, you know, it all flip flops. There's a, there's a, there's a place for all of it. There's Mm -hmm. a place for, the fivefold. There's a praise, place for all of the giftings, and and again, it's not that one's above the other, but there is an right. order, and structure, and the glory comes from the government. You know, comes yes. from yes. The government and that establishment. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that the church will be built on the apostle, the prophet, and and, and Jesus being the chief cornerstone. Right. And I, I still believe that. I know you know some people don't look at it that way, but mm-hmm. like said if we want the results of what the early church had that's right do what they did
0: absolutely it ain't rocket science is it that say that one more time pastor (laughs) if we
1: see the results of the early church we have to do what they did we have to preach they preached Yes. yes you know and the commission is still true to you and i and one of the things that i believe prophetically uh, that God is doing. I, I I saw this. I was actually in Arizona with my wife. We were having some time down. And um, I believe that the prophetic, I truly believe that the prophetic, we're going to see it in a level we've never seen it.
0: Come on, Jesus. I,
1: I believe like, you know, there was a, a, a season where there was an oxen anointing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there was a plowing season. And I believe that a lot of uh, these apostolic builders have been feeling that season. You're trudging, you're mm. plowing, you're, you're doing all that you can. Mm. And, you know, you can get tired and, and weary in those in, in that kind of uh, environment. When you feel right. like you're plowing and plowing, that's all you're doing. And, and sometimes you can feel ineffective, you know, you're, you're plowing. Mm. But prophetic, <clears throat> I believe there's been... Uh, in the last couple of years, which my wife is such, she has such a prophetic gift. Uh, she really is in an office of the prophetic, I believe.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah.
1: But a couple of years ago, God began to really, uh, release some insight showing her visions, uh, even through man numbers and all kinds of different things. Um, wow. a couple of years ago, she was seeing the, the number of the witness, the preparing the way and, Uh, I believe that we witnessed God's protection in some of the craziest years that the church has ever seen, and ever seen. Yeah, that we've been sustained through all of this. We will never know, Mm. Uh, but we plowed. Right, we Mm. plowed. We continued to trudge. We did what we had to do uh, to keep things and to do what we could do. But God did so much more than we. Well, He did what we couldn't do. Right, right. But I, I believe in this season that God's going to release the prophetic in a, in such a way uh, that it's going to be cr- crystal clear that it's the Holy spirit. Right. And, you know, I, I know a lot of uh, things that we have seen where it feels like the lines of prophetic have been polluted hmm. where words have not come to pass and things have happened and, and the enemy did everything he could to damper the effects of the, of the gifts of the spirit, the gift hmm. of the prophetic. Yeah. Uh, because I think sometimes our agenda gets in the way of what God has anointed us to do. And, um, but I truly believe that there's a purity coming in the prophetic.
2: Mm. And,
1: and I, I I saw this in, in the spirit. I saw an Eagle uh, as I was praying one day, I saw an Eagle that was, that was flying and as the eagle was flying the which represents the prophetic the eagle yeah, always right it was flying and there was a sword that fell out of the sky and as the sword hmm. fell out of the sky the eagle would grab it and it would grab this sword and it would uh it would as the direction it was falling it would grab the sword and it would drive it into a specific territory wow as that that sword would go into the territory, there would be a surge that would go up into the heavens. And as that surge went up into the heavens, the rain would come. Mm. So wherever it was driven in, those troops were being driven into the ground. It sent a surge up into the heavens and then the power of God would begin to fall in that atmosphere and in that territory. And I saw the eagles begin to drive those into territories. And I literally in two different parts, two different visions, saw this happening all over the world that wow. there's going to be literal rain of words that will that will release the rain.
0: Wow. There's
1: prophetic rain of words that's going to release the rain. This this prophetic emblem God was showing me that this eagle is going to catch the word of the Lord. Hmm. It's going to be a word of the Lord. It's not going to be a word of man. It's not going to be the agenda of man. It's going to come from the heavenlies.
0: Yeah. And, that sword of the spirit catching the word. Yes. The, the sword of the spirit. And when that that
1: word, whatever God is releasing as that prophetic office or that prophetic gift mm. is being released in that moment and driven into territories, it's going to literally break curses in those territories. Demonic spirits are going to scatter from those territories. Things are going to happen. We're going to see the outpouring of God's spirit as we've never mm. seen it before. I believe that with all of my heart. I saw two parts of that vision And one prophetic vision that I saw is that the the eagle flew out over. It was like a cascade of of water just released. It was a cascade. And on both sides of that cascade was nothing but green and growth and fruit and life. And I believe that we're going to see life in the prophetic and the prophetic bring back uh, what it was intended to bring forth. And that's to build up, to edify all those types of things. But there's a lot going to come because there's a rain that's getting ready to mm. take place again in the body of Christ. We're going to see those old-fashioned outpourings like we used to see and I believe that I believe that we're going to see the expectation for it again. I believe that the hunger is going to come back because we can't hung we can't host what we're not hungry for.
0: Oh, come on. I believe,
1: I believe that we're going to see a hunger, a great hunger and we're already starting to see it there's people that's going to be hungry. I'm talking about, you know, where it says the latter shall be greater. Mm. I believe that we're going to see some of those people who have seen previous glories get hungry again for what God is getting ready to do.
0: Mm. And
1: it's going to to ignite a younger generation. It will be the together of generations that's going to release this end time glory that's going to come. Mm. But that prophetic is going to be key the prophetic gift yeah. and the prophetic office is going to be key in this season and we have to get in our spirit to believe what god is saying again mm. then after our our faith, mm-hmm. our faith if he can discourage our faith then he can discourage our future right i right. mean if he, right. he the belief system down then then he can break us he can bankrupt us mm-hmm. as Christ, but that's not the way God intended us to end this thing. I yeah. believe that rising up, that we not get so concerned about the things that are around us and see what God is doing in the midst of it and release uh-huh. what He is saying in the yeah. midst of the devastation around
0: us. Wow, come on, man. What a <laughs> download. Come on. Jesus. My <laughs> goodness. I'm gonna tell you right now, one of the things that that really Uh, struck a chord with me when you started talking about the prophetic. uh, One thing that dropped in my spirit was the purity of the prophetic is coming back. And then you said it a couple of moments later, talking about purity coming back to the prophetic. Sure. We over the last couple of years, and even with this whole COVID thing, there'd been some distractions, even prophetic leaders um, that our nation knows and listens to, and they've been on point for years something got in the way there and and it became um, uh, about men or me, words of men and even fleshly at times. But I believe, and I am in agreement with you, Pastor Aaron, that there it is, is a purity coming to the prophetic movement of God in America specifically. Um, a, a purity in the prophetic movement hap- is going to happen in the next year or two. And that's what it's all about. The words will be on point and take care of themselves because it takes purity to birth the prophetic, the authentic, true prophetic word of the Lord that shall not be moved, cannot be shaken, and is absolute truth. It's birthed in purity. You think about uh, Mary, the the virgin birth, and and I'm trying not to preach here. This is your day, but you get me excited, man. Go for it. The reason why Mary being a virgin uh, is so significant is because it proves and shows to us that purity is the only thing that can birth power. Mm, That's good. Purity is the only thing that can birth power. And we're talking about the prophetic. Well, what is the prophetic? The prophetic is the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. She births the word of God because she is pure. Mm. And man, when the prophetic movement of God gets back to, I'm not looking to display my gifting to this Mm -hmm. service and the people around me, but I am living a pure life so God can trust me with what it it is that he's about to deposit in me. And then I get the privilege to release it. Mm -hmm. My goodness, watch out. America, watch out, church, the body of Christ. We're going somewhere. Amen. Somewhere with that. And man, um, uh, I'm just, uh, that gets me excited, gets me fired up, man. That's so good. I I can't wait for you to come and release some of this (laughs) stuff over our church, man. It's it's awesome, man. What a vision, man. What a vision. Uh, God, uh, trusting you, I think that speaks to the purity of your heart. Uh, we, we never uh, try to lift anybody up. I never try to lift anybody up. I never try to lift myself up to a, a standard that that says I'm perfect. But mm-hmm. being pure doesn't mean you're perfect. It just mm-hmm. means your heart's right.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and man, I believe your heart is right and God can trust you and he shows you things. And thank you for sharing that with us, man. Um, so I, I, we could stay there, brother. I could tell me and you could probably stay there for a little bit. Uh, but we'll transition into this next discussion point, And then I want our listeners to try to connect with you. I want to honor your time as well. Um, but uh, with this last discussion point, you know, on the show, recovery to recovered, um, you know, we always, uh, you know, give our listeners a little something. Not everybody that listens to the show is coming out of an addiction situation or recovered that whole recovery to recovered is the concept. I don't even tell people I'm in recovery I'm recovered right God has redeemed me he's restored me um so hear hear me out when we talk about this but you sure. know with the uh recovery community folks that are coming out of addiction you know you know I run the uh team uh you know the faith based recovery ministries graduated teen challenge all that stuff I know you've been connected with those ministries for years uh and partnered with them and all of those things but In this community specifically, they're they're starting to flood our churches, and and it goes back into to what we talked about with restoring herp and restoring hope church and the recovery, or or or, and the, uh, the prophetic, is that people are wanting to see the authentic move of God. They're they're wanting to see the power of God. What they're reading in their Bibles, they're like, just this whole religious thing isn't cutting it anymore. It's it's not working for people in addiction and they're like, "Well, I read this in the Bible and this is the God of the Bible. He's powerful. He, you know, the Holy Ghost is real. You know, uh I read about them. They were having such a good time. People thought they was drunk at the outpouring of the of the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2 and they're saying, "Okay, God has something more for me." I know that's how it was for me when I was lost and in my addiction. I I said, God has something more for me and I'm going to go dig and figure out what it is. And then I showed up to a church building because in my mind and the concept, my concept of thinking, well, God, the only place God's at is at the church house. So I went into the the church and I was on, I was on crutches uh, from where I'd been in a bar fight on Friday. It's now Sunday. I smelled like a pack of Marlboros and a bottle of Jack sat in the back of the service with shades on the whole Service is what uh, my pastor who ministered to me and led me to the Lord, actually. And, you know, that's a part of my testimony, but it gets us into this question here with recovery in the church. Pastor Aaron, like with this community and this demographic of people um, Mm -hmm. that are looking for something more, you know, what is our role as the Capital C Church to help and reach these individuals and disciple them and teach them
1: I, I I love that question, and I love what you do because I know this is your heart, I, obviously there's good reason for that, and so mm-hmm. I say that before I get into any of it um, I think the 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 main thing is to uh sa- to sacrifice self you know mm-hmm. to to take the time um to go to these places that most people won't go to. I mean, you, you and I know, uh, downtown Nashville, man, there's so oh, many, man, yeah. so many addictions and, and it's easy. It's easier than what I think the church uh, makes it to, to witness, to pray, to mm. have a moment of, of, uh, you know, one thing I always say is, Hey man, ask them what they need for, to, to pray about. Mm. Then, then you can lead them into what, Right. Next step or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. But I think what you said in the the beginning, I love the classes, you know, obviously discipleship programs is a must, is a need in yes. I believe we need it more than we've ever needed it before to have that to have that class, to have that for them to to grow and to be nurtured. But I'll be honest with you, man, I think just the authentic presence of god
0: yes yes
1: matt walking in that being a witness to that uh being the example of 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 that surrendered lifestyle
0: yes yes
1: and seeing that because they're searching for something deeper Mm -hmm. they're either going to the vice because they're looking for something that's going to take them beyond where they are
0: right right the
1: truth of the matter is the presence of God is so much deeper mm-hmm. it's on reality that mm-hmm. what our reality looks like, and once you get into the mysteries of God and that takes equipping that takes you know it's that's right. for developing the saints, but it's also for these man, you get somebody on fire for God that has had addiction and struggle like
0: <laughs> look out look yeah, out yeah, that's right, that's look right. out, you know, yeah yeah but all right here we go we are back on the show we had a little technology uh hiccup there but that's all right and uh-huh. then the process of getting back connected we have pastor slash prophetess miss <laughs> Amanda Crabb with us come out of the room to hang out with us for a little bit pastor Amanda how are you today
2: hey I am doing well thank you
0: good well thanks for jumping on with us for a couple minutes we'll We'll hand we'll do a couple minutes here as we close out the interview with uh Pastor Aaron and then uh uh we'll have you back on with us uh for a full show, uh Pastor Amanda, and uh we'll we'll turn you loose. Uh you was listening in now. You was listening in on this prophetic yeah. though. There's a little bit of that. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, so I, I am in uh recovery, had a a uh, pretty massive surgery a week ago, so I was in the room resting. But man, the word of the Lord that you guys are declaring and prophesying just pulled me out here. I had to come see what was, what was going on, and just jump in the river for a minute. Yeah,
0: yeah, come on, amazing, amazing. Well, uh, Pastor Aaron, Terry, you, you were, we, we were, as we were discussing, and you were just finishing up, really with, um, yeah what you felt with, uh, the recovery community in the church, uh, you know, we, we had talked about it a minute ago, you know, there was a generation above ours that said, let's put the Holy spirit on the shelf Mm -hmm. and be good for growing the church. Um, but there we have butts in the seats and not true conversions and the power of God's spirit being poured out, uh, on our services and on God's people. But, you know, uh, I think you had touched on it too. The, the recovery community, they're looking for the real thing. That's it. That's it. Re- pick up they're there. Kind of- and, and I'd
1: love to uh, end maybe with uh, going back to that, that prophetic moment just at the end of this, but I will tell you, um I think, you know, here recently we, we have a men's meeting that we, Gather together, and and there was uh, actually a recovery program that came our last men's meeting that we had, and uh, they were a part of of Brian Lawings. Uh, they were some of them. I can't. I think helped facilitate a barn that he was having built, and he invited them to come, and they came. man and I'm telling you, the power of God came into the room, and oh I saw men. Just, I, I saw them laying prostrate in the floor, you know, just, just seeking all that they could of of the Lord and what he could do in their lives in that moment. And I think what it's going to take for them to truly recover is to, to, to see the lifestyle and to experience the atmosphere of not just moments, but the movement of daily lifestyle of, of presence of being in the presence of God and, and you know moments like those i think are so important because it enlightens them to a god that maybe they've never seen before that he's not just the god of a religion or an organization but he is a, he is a god who is there with us on daily everyday life
0: yeah.
1: and and i think we have to create that to make this the norm again to right. make normal Uh, to experience the fullness of who he is. And it's not just on a Sunday or a a, a Wednesday, but this is who we are. This is our lifestyle. And I think they experienced that with these men, that Mm. this is who they are, that this is a lifestyle. And they had a brotherhood that they could connect with and agree. And there was something very powerful about those moments. And I think uh, outside of the discipleship programs and having the classes, uh, Mm. we have to create that atmosphere of this is what we walk out daily. Yes. Yes. Ample walked out daily. It has to be an everyday lifestyle.
0: Yeah. That's, that's it, man. Uh, you know, I think that is one of the greatest answers I've heard with the, with this question. We asked that with, with everybody that comes on the show, but, The discipleship factor, which is what programs like Teen Challenge that I graduated from, Be the Bush uh, and Miriam House, my ministry, this ministry that was at y'all's church just recently. By the way, our guys and girls got to come in to uh, overflow over the last couple of years, man. And it's just blessed them. Awesome, Uh, That's just been incredible. But yes, the discipleship factor with the programs, just being the hands and feet of Jesus and teaching, sitting down with you, living with you for a year and showing you how to live this thing out is it but then in our church services facilitating the presence of god which is what changes people i tell people before they come in our program all the time like be the bush um, a team challenge these programs can't save you you realize that right 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 (laughs) we facilitate you having an encounter with god we get you to you get in the presence of god but what holy spirit can do in one moment I can't do in 10 years of discipleship. True. So yeah. true. So the discipleship factor is good, but you gotta have an encounter with the Lord that changes you forever. And uh man, that's it. That that's what it's about. Um, you know, you said you wanted to maybe dive into that prophetic just a little bit more. So whatever you feel, uh sure. And uh, but then also, we want to tell our listeners how they can connect with you and Pastor Amanda, and uh, get y'all into their church or ministering or just connecting with you on social media and whatever. Absolutely. I, when you were talking about the uh, the
1: you know the, what we were seeing in this day and and what God was saying, um, you know, Amanda, one of the key elements, of course, there was so much more with that prophetic and the. Purity of the prophetic and what we see as God driving into territories that that word that we had talked about previously uh, into territories and areas. And there's so much more depth that Amanda and I both set down what God had been showing her prophetically that we may not be able to get into the depths of it now. Uh, but also that the, that this would be the year of the supply. We kind of got into that, and I'd love for uh, Amanda to elaborate on that as she was telling us earlier. Yeah.
2: So, uh, you know, just for a a brief, you know, thought process, even back to tagging on what you guys were just talking about with the recovery, what it boils down to, it's not just let me tell you this. It's let me give you what I have been given. Mm. And I think it's truly that impartation and that experience that you're talking about, Pastor Caleb. And I think that's what we are going to see even moving into 23 is that uh, the earth is groaning for the revealing of the sons of God. And when I have a wealth of inheritance and I am connected to the greatest supplier Um, I don't run out. And I think there must be a church that rises up uh, like a Peter and John out of Acts and three that doesn't just give something away, but they, you know, silver and gold have a none we're looking for uh, to give the temporary thing and the Mm. temporary fix, but I think that, that there will be a kingdom people that will rise up and it will be uh, eternal weight and eternal value, mm. eternal glory, and it will truly be that encounter and that impartation that's going to shift the trajectory of the church in this next season.
0: Yeah, that's so powerful. That's incredible. Um, you know, we have got to, I we've got to get you both back on and just talk about, oh. So we'll just go have a whole episode all prophetic. Let's just go prophetic and let's <laughs> talk about what God's getting ready to do in 2023. I mean, um, you know, I said it earlier, uh, America, we we you know, we've got some things going on, we've got some issues, but I'm mm-hmm. a firm that that God's not done with America. And I and I have scripture to back that up because you know, when Sodom and Gomorrah are destroyed, which our country is participating in, things mm-hmm. such but he told Abraham, if I could just find five, right, and I'm a firm believer that there's more than five, there's more, there's hundreds of thousands of spirit-filled believers in Jesus Christ, and that's why God's not done with America, and I believe that there are some prophetic things, there's futuristic things that God still wants to do with us, and he's going them because he's going to find a remnant of people uh, (laughs) related to him and that want to see the move of God. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't need to see Azusa street. I don't, I don't need to see Brownsville. I (laughs) want to see what God is ready to do now. And I just want,